Hello, this is Dr. Tia Barnes, and welcome to the Scholarly Self-Care Podcast, where we will talk all about the SEL, or social-emotional learning, in self-care. This podcast is for educators, parents, and caregivers of children and youth. Each week, we will talk about your well-being to put you in a better space to support the well-being of the children in your life. Ready to get started? Let's go. Hello, hello, and welcome back. Today, we are going to talk all about self-care planning and things that you can do to start having self-care be a regular part of your life. You may have heard the quote that a goal without a plan is just a wish. And so probably if you're anything like me, um, up until the last couple years, self-care has been a wish. It hasn't been something that, you know, I I took the time to plan out. And so I want to talk to you today about how we can move it from just a wish to something that we are definitely putting into action and and making it something that becomes an everyday part of our life. So first, I want to talk a little bit about what is self-care planning. When you plan for self-care, this means you are taking the time to think through what self-care activities you're going to do, when you're going to do these activities, and also taking time to reflect on how you feel after you do those activities so that you can decide what activities you want to keep doing and what activities you are over and want to tweak or modify in some way. So with self-care planning, I look at it more or less like a piece of or as related to time management and time planning because it's all going to play a part in this. Just like you would take the time to schedule out meetings and you would take the time to schedule out activities for your children or for, you know, members of your household, this is also going to be something that you're going to take the time to map out in whichever way you schedule. Maybe you're someone that keeps everything in your head. Maybe you're someone that writes things down on paper, or maybe you use your phone to keep track of things that you have going on. Whichever way that you do it, you want to incorporate self-care as part of that. So why it's important to plan our self-care is because as the day goes on and things need to get done, self-care is likely going to be one of the first things that goes out the window. I think about times where I've told myself, for example, with exercise that, hey, I'm going to you know, get some exercise in at some point today. But then perhaps it's been a hectic day, one of my kids gets sick, or something happens where things need to change in some way and automatically I just drop the self-care out of the window. But if I had taken the time to come up with a self-care plan and we're better able to work around things and still get in the self-care that we need to help in reducing our stress. So if you hadn't listened to the last episode, please go back and do so. But I also just wanted to again talk about why it's important. And it's this idea of stress reduction and avoiding burnout, um, which is going to lead us to have stronger relationships with those around us, particularly um, in this case, we're talking and focusing mainly on the children in our lives and also just be better model for them. So if you're looking for all of those things, I'm going to encourage you to get into some self-care planning. 
So now let's talk a little bit about some of the strategies you can use to come up with a self-care plan. So for me, before I plan anything, I'm a researcher at heart. And so I want to start by seeing kind of what's out there. In this case, like I told you before, we are reflecting and studying ourselves. So I would start with a reflection on your current levels of self-care. So ask yourself, what are you doing in the areas of self-care that we talked about last time? And if you are not sure what the areas are, you can go back and listen to episode one. But the focus here is, or the idea here is that self-care isn't just you know, this one all-encompassing thing. It falls into several different areas. And so take a look. Maybe you are doing a lot of self-care. Maybe you are spending a lot of time in a particular area. Like, for example, maybe you have a therapist and you're listening to a lot of podcasts that are supporting your emotional well-being and you, you know, are journaling and doing lots of other things to support yourself emotionally. But perhaps you are not spending a lot of time on practical self-care. Maybe things are just kind of running amok. You don't have a plan in terms of finances. You don't have any time management. It's just things are not in a space where it's reducing your stress levels. And so maybe that's an area that you would want to focus in on as opposed to focusing in further on the emotional self-care. So as I was saying, take some time. What are the areas that you think you're doing pretty well in? What are some of the areas that you'd like to increase? And this is going to change over time. So even as we start talking about this idea of creating a plan, know that it's a living plan, meaning that it's something that is going to change and evolve over time. So perhaps at this point, you want to focus in on a particular area of self-care from reflecting And then a couple months down the road, you know, you may be doing very well in that area, but another area has fallen to the wayside and you want to increase your self-care in that area. So this is something you'll revisit frequently. So then the second thing, once I've done my reflection and thought through what are the areas that, you know, I'd like to see some improvement in, the next thing is also thinking through what are some activities or what are some things that fall into that area that I enjoy doing. Keep in mind that activities can fall into multiple areas. So perhaps there's an activity that you are already engaging in a little bit that you'd like to increase that would support you in the particular area that you want to focus on. Or there's an activity that you enjoy prior. So maybe it's pre having children or pre becoming um, an educator or or something you did earlier on in your career that now with the additional responsibilities that you haven't necessarily made as much time for. And you can jot down those activities and then take some time to think about which ones would be feasible and which ones do you think you'd still enjoy to include in your self-care plan. So then the next thing I like to do is create a typical schedule. Or since, you know, in this time frame of COVID-19, things are ever-changing, at least any semblance of what a day could look like. So I'm finally to a point now where I'm starting to see a pattern in my day and things are going a particular way. Likely this is going to change in the next month. It's very different than it was the month before. And so again, ever evolving, right? Living a living plan. And so just think through where you currently are now and where you, you know, expect to be in the next few weeks and jot down what are some of the common patterns that you see happening in your life around around your time? So, for example, I would say a few weeks ago, 
before I was able to get um, some support in terms of childcare here in the home, I was spending the morning with my girls and around, I don't know, two o'clock or so in the afternoon, my husband would come home and then we'd we'd switch off because he works outside the home, but we'd switch off and then I would go and do work in the afternoon. And so for me, I found that I needed to get my self-care in on either ends of the day. From talking to a lot of people in some of the webinars and in some of the workshops that I've done, this also does seem to be the case for a lot of folks where you need to either get it in at the beginning of the day, so before others are awake in your home, or at the end of the day once, especially the little ones, go to sleep and you have a little bit more time and freedom and you've already spent time on all the other tasks and things that you need to get done. So take a look at that schedule and see where you can find pockets of time to engage in self-care. Maybe it's something you do at lunchtime. Maybe you get 30 minutes to an hour for lunch and you can piggyback off what you're doing or piggyback off, you know, your meal time with that. Perhaps it's something you wake up a little bit earlier to do or something that, you know, you stay up a little bit longer to do or you change out an activity. Perhaps your evenings tend to wind down with a glass of wine and and a TV show. So maybe, you know, you don't find that as something that is supporting you in terms of your self-care. And so you switch that with another activity. But once you've thought through a time frame that would work for you, the next thing is then to look at that list of self-care activities that you thought could work for you and figure out what activities you can put into those time frames that you're going to work with. So if one of the activities you have on your list right now is going to the gym, in some places gyms are open, they may have limited hours, and in some cases they're not open. And so you may need to think through, okay, how can I still do this goal, but be flexible with yourself? So perhaps if your time is in the morning, you can go on a walk or you can do an exercise video, or if it is a time where your gym is open and you are able to attend, you can attend the gym. But coming up with a plan that's going to work and realizing that especially in the current climate, we have to find creative ways to meet these goals. So once you've thought through some of the self-care activities that could work for you and that you're excited about doing, the next thing to do is to choose one or two of those activities to do this week and to plan out when and where you'll do them. So for me, one of my self-care activities that I love is reading fiction books. And so I was able to um, get some books from the library. Our library actually has a curbside pickup. So you can request the book online and then go to the library and somebody drops the book in your trunk and then you, you know, have the book for however long um, a length of time. And so I actually have a book now. So I've been creating like a list of books that I really wanted to get into during this time period. And I've decided the time for me to read is going to be in the afternoons once the kids have are have been dressed and put to bed. And it's usually the time that my husband likes to do some of his TV watching. So he does that. And I get to spend that time I go to bed early, I pull out my book, and I read for a while before I go to sleep. Sometimes it's an hour, sometimes it's 30 minutes, sometimes it's probably five seconds because I wake up and the book's like pressed to my face. But still, (laughs) I get some time in. 
um, for my reading and so that I schedule that in. So I know that I want to get everything done that I need to get done before I get ready for bed because once I get and I also try to clear everything out so that I have time after I get ready for bed that it's earlier than my bedtime so that I can spend some of that time actually reading and and getting into a good book. Another time for me, so I'm one of those people that puts my self-care time both at the beginning and end of the day. So I've been trying to do a little bit of both. So I do a little bit of reading at night. And then in the mornings, I get up a little bit earlier than my children. I figured out around when they get up. It's been tricky because I have a toddler um, in my household as as well as kids that are a little bit older. But with the toddler, she's finally more or less gotten into a schedule in terms of when she wakes up. And so I try to get up an hour before that. And I use that time to get in my physical self-care. So I've been using that time to get up and do a workout video and... Sometimes also um, I I have an app that I've been using in terms of reading articles and tracking my meals. And so I'll open that app up and take a look at some of the articles in there. And I, I try to do this before she gets up in the morning so that that can be something that I've checked off. And so I've started off my day doing something for myself that is helping me physically and also is helping me emotionally. And this, I guess, also brings up a good point that I just want to reiterate again is, again, that idea that for self-care, it can be you can have one activity, but it can meet multiple needs. And so don't think that you need to come up with a list of seven um, activities to fill in all the seven areas of self-care. Know that you can come up with a list of one or two activities and we want to start small. We don't want this to become something that adds additional stress to our life. So you want to start with one activity or two if you're feeling ambitious, plan out a time that you're going to do these activities where they're going to happen and just try them out this week. So that's going to be my call to action for you this week is to come up with an activity, try it out and then reflect on how it makes you feel afterwards. Once you've engaged in that activity, for example, if your activity is journaling, once you finish journaling, how do you feel? Is it something you want to continue? How did the time that you chose for it work out? Is this something that, you know, you think you'll be able to consistently do at that time period or does it need to change? And you want to continue to do this reflection at the very least on a weekly basis because times are ever changing in this day and age. And so it may be that, you know, the morning time worked for you well, but later on you find out that, you know, this isn't working well. Perhaps I need more sleep. You need to, and you need to focus more on that physical self-care in terms of getting more sleep. And so you may change whatever activity it was that you were doing to another time frame. Then one of the last things that, that I want to cover is this idea of thinking through barriers. So what are some barriers that could cause you to not engage in the activities that you're planning? So for me, one of the barriers that comes up is sometimes my daughter gets up early in the morning. So even though I had that time scheduled to exercise, she may get up. And so I have a plan in mind. If she gets up, I pause my video. I get her up, get her changed, give her a cup of milk. And for the most part, she's usually content at that space. And I can have her down in the living room with me and continue my workout. In terms of my evenings and nights, perhaps it's a night where things are a mess 
it's been a crazy day and we haven't had time to like really clean up or do any of the things that we like to do to get ready for the next morning. And so on those days, maybe the plan is that I either just read a couple pages that night or I don't read that day, but plan to, you know, try to get to bed even earlier the next day and get in some extra time. So you want to take some time as well to think through what are some of the barriers that may come up for you in terms of your activities and what are some of the things that you can do to help you in being able as much as possible to keep that time for yourself. And in cases where you can't, is there a way for you to get to that self-care at another time? And so once you've thought through those challenges, I want you to then spend some time actually doing the activity and reflecting on how it is for you. Was it actually helpful? Do you feel better after doing the activity or do you feel more stressed? Once you've thought through how to address those challenges, I then want you to do the activity and reflect on how you feel afterwards. Do you feel more relaxed? Are you more stressed? Is it something that was actually helpful for you? And then based on that, I'd like you to problem solve if you find that the activity wasn't all that you thought it would be. So that might mean that you tweak the activity a bit, maybe do it at a different time of day, maybe shorten it, maybe make it a little bit longer, or maybe just scrap that activity and try something else. So this podcast is all about studying yourself. So I don't want you to do things without reflection because you have to reflect on these things to determine what's really supporting you in your stress management. If the activity works for you, great. And if so, see how you can add it in more regularly. So for example, with my book reading, there are times where I find that "Mm, I'm not doing so well with reading at night. Perhaps it's one of those weeks where I'm especially tired and I do what I mentioned with maybe I read for five minutes and then the book smushed in my face and I'm asleep. And when that happens, what I do is I have to fall back and say, you know, Reading at night is not really going to work for me at this time. So instead, maybe I'll read on the weekends. And for me, especially in the current climate where we, for the most part, have been staying at home. And so on the weekends, while the kids are taking their nap or while they're outside with their dad, I take some time and I read and I get in some hours of reading and it's been amazing. And so, you know, at this point, I am back to reading at night. But if that ever needs to change, then I can change it that way. And in that case, it's just a tweak. I'm still keeping the activity. But they've been, they've been other times where I've tried to do other things as part of my self-care that just haven't worked out. So there may be certain books that I think, oh, this would be great to read about this because this is an area of self-improvement that I want to work on. And I'm struggling through the book and I'm reading the book for months at a time. And I just decide, you know, I'm scrapping this. Because this is boring to me and it's not, maybe this isn't the way for me to take in this knowledge. And so you'll have moments like that and that's fine. That's you learning about yourself. And instead of trying to make yourself into someone that you're not, take that as a learning opportunity to then figure out what it is that you like and how you can still go about reaching whatever goals it is that you have for yourself around your well-being. Um, by engaging in activities that are interesting to you and that fulfill you. And so that is going to be it for this week. Please take some time, create a self-care plan for yourself, and let me know what you've come up with. I'd love to hear from you. Again, you can go onto my website or you can tweet at me and let me know how things are going. And so for me, I also have decided that I'd love to end this by 
talking about something that I'm going to do this week so that I can be held accountable by you all. And so one of the things that I want to get back to this week is journaling. I used to spend a lot of time journaling and it was very helpful for me because it gave me the opportunity to really delve into my emotions, to really get to work on my negative self-talk and to really reflect on what was happening um, with me and my emotions. So it supported me in terms of my emotion regulation and also just helped me in learning more about myself. And lately I have not been journaling. I've, I've been spending a lot of my time more on the physical self-care and then um, also some on social self-care. And so that is something that I'd like to incorporate um, as well is going to be that journaling. So I'm going to spend some time this week, like I'm asking you all to do, I'm going to create a plan for when I can journal and also just try it out and see if it's still working out for me or if it's something that I need to tweak. Well, that's it for today. You all have an amazing week and I look forward to talking to you again soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. Please visit drtiabarnes.com for show notes. And while you're there, feel free to leave a note. I'd love to connect. If you like the show, subscribe to the podcast and tell your friends about it. Don't forget to rate and review the show on your favorite podcast app. Thank you to ColetteMcKenzie.com for providing podcast management services for this show. See you all next week. And as always, take care. Take care.